0: This is episode two with Jacob Loefman. Welcome to Artist Talks, my name is Mark Mea. I'm a Marine Corps Iraqi war veteran, former college athlete and PTSD conqueror turned teacher, photographer and visionary. Thank you so much for listening and let the episode begin. Hey everybody, uh, Mark Mea here. Um, welcome to my Artist Talk series. I'm here uh, with a very special guest, Jacob Loefman. Um, Jacob recently got uh, uh, featured as the, uh, uh, one of the top 30 rising stars from Rangefinder. Finder, um, and he is uh, one of those dudes who you're always seeing in the looks like film community, and just a rad dude. Jacob, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Doing wonderful. I'm really excited to be able
1: to do
0: this. Yeah. I think I've been bugging you for a while. So.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to do it, man. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, where where are you at today? Uh, I am at my studio here in St. Louis. Um, yeah, up here doing some back end business work and yeah, working on a new website and getting stuff ready for the new season. So, Brad, rad. rad. Um, are, are you
0: uh, are you near St. Louis or are you in St. Louis or?
1: Yeah, in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Studio is located in the uh, in the south part of the city. Got it. How long have you been there? Um, I'm born and raised in St. Louis. Um, we've had the studio for it'll be two years in June this right. year. Um, yeah, and it's been a it's been a great asset, especially when you're booking clients because you don't have to go to Starbucks or um, a bookstore anymore. You can just have them come up here for consultations, and we right. have beer, beer and wine, and water, and more beer. So. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, it makes it easier and kind of loosens the people up cuz we're not in a public place and yeah. Yeah, it goes really well. How how long have you had a studio? Um it's been about a year and a half. Um, yeah. And then we're up for uh, the lease is up this June, so we'll be able to renew it or find a new spot, but there's three of us in here. Um
0: Great photographers.
1: Yeah three photographers and we all um we share the space and it's good because we're we all kind of cover the spectrum of style of wedding photography so we don't get cross clients at all so it works really well and we all second shoot for each other and yeah it's just a really really good really good outfit cool 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 um
0: well i always love to kind of start these things off by um after we talk about the weather how's the weather in in
1: you know it was nuts Um, earlier this week it was cold and then yesterday and the day before it was um, like 65 degrees (laughs) Um, it was yeah just absolutely crazy and now it's cold again Um, we're supposed to get some ice tomorrow and Saturday I think so go to the grocery store tonight and prepare for the ice apocalypse oh my god that's my heater it's pretty loud sorry Uh, no worries no worries you sound great um Yeah, same
0: here. It was uh, t-shirt weather here in Durham, North Carolina today. So, um, yeah.
1: yeah, it's wild, fun. man.
0: Yeah. So um, I I love starting off just hearing kind of like how long you've been shooting, um, some of your beginnings. You know what, what's 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 your beginning as a photographer as an artist?
1: Uh, sure. Sound like. Yeah. So. Um... Oh my God, it's so loud. Um, A pretty typical story. Um, I took photography class in high school, Um, really enjoyed it. It was a film. It was a dark room, so I really loved the process. Um, But a typical teenager, I enjoyed it, but I didn't do anything else with it. I just took the classes and enjoyed it. Um, And then life happened, and um, I didn't pick up a camera again for 11 years, I guess. Um, So, it was 2013, Um, I came across a Reddit post of self-portrait artist Kyle Thompson um, Mm -hmm. and some of his ethereal type of of
0: stuff.
1: Yeah, and um, that kind of sparked an interest in me again. So, I went on eBay and, you know, spent 400 bucks on a Canon Rebel with a kit lens and all the macro adapters and, you know, all all the cheap stuff. Um, yeah, and started taking self portraits and they were, I mean, terrible. They were, they were really bad. Um, how long ago was that? That was in 2013. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I made some awful stuff, but it was, um, I, I really enjoyed just the art of doing something out of the ordinary, um, something not normal in my life at that time. Um. I was a typical, you know, I would go out with friends and stuff on the weekends and worked an office job Monday through Friday, nine to five. So this was a good creative outlet for me to try something different. And, um, I did that for about 16 months or so, and then, um, started getting the messages from friends and family. Can you take our photos? Blah, blah, blah. So I did that for, um, six or eight months, um, until I felt comfortable charging people money. Um, yeah, so I've just been, I mean, the past four years or so, I've just been shooting a lot, um, up until the past few months. Yeah. But I mean, three and a half years I've been shooting nonstop.
0: I actually got started as a self-portrait photographer as well. That's how I, you know, gained my audience and stuff too. I don't, many people don't know because I don't, I don't have it easily uh, accessible on my website anymore. (laughs) (laughs) same situation. It's like, please don't find those you know oh
1: yeah there's there some on my facebook photography page and it's uh then they're they're good to revisit you know it's good to see how far you've come and um it's actually quite unbelievable i'm sure it is for you like when you look back at some of your first photos you know when you started to get into it you compare them to now and you're like holy
0: wow yeah it's it's insane It's, it's
1: it's you know
0: i i love um a uh, a body of work that you can constantly look back upon and see uh improvement and progress you know and that's, yeah i love i love looking at things and cringing you know, i think that's a that's valuable and important like i yeah, make exactly. a blue road every year you know where i sift back through i don't know about shooting i mean it's really it helps me keep things in perspective you know not just kind of focusing um linearly but be like damn now, I've, I really have worked hard to get here. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly, because I think it's um, it's very easy to lose sight of that in ourselves. Um, no matter what line of work you're in, I think it's um, it's hard to give yourself credit when it's due, because um, it almost feels um, a little cocky, a little overconfident if you tell yourself, like, yeah, I'm really good. But, you know, most most good people in the world that are confident in what they, they do, they tell themselves that because it's it's true. Yeah, the ones that need to believe it or ourselves. So,
0: right. Yeah, we were just talking about this before we went live, and how I mean, that was the first thing we talked about for some reason. Because um, we were talking about rebranding um, every uh, every year, and how like you know we have we tend to have like low self confidence. Then uh, right. And that makes us change for no reason. And we're like, well, why are we changing? And when we talk to our friends. We're like, Oh, we just did this rebranding. And there someone who really understands business and marketing. They're like, well, why? And then I respond in saying, I don't know. I just felt like something needs to change. I don't, I don't have any clue why, why change because we have low self-esteem and confidence. We don't believe in ourselves. And, um, yeah, it's,
1: but yeah, it's uh, a very uh, it's a very interesting time we live in, especially in our industry with, um, with the amount of social media that we we are dependent on to a point. Um, if we get business through social media, you create a dependency on social media. So it's um, it's difficult to get to not get sucked into the world of social media where you if you do, if your name starts to rise a little bit, you can your ego can grow. Very large, very quickly. Um, Where when you go to post on social media, you're no longer doing it for the same reason you started photography. You're doing it just to receive likes or cool comments or accolades or um, anything of that nature. And um, I've I've fallen victim to that. I mean, I it hit me a few months ago that I, you know, it's it's I love the community, um, but I'm taking a step back from from posting as much. Um, and I'm just gonna try to interact more with the community rather than rather than posting a photo where I get the thought of like, oh, this will get this amount of likes, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I'm starting to push that stuff out of my brain because at the end of the day, um, you know, posting posting on social media may get me clients, but a lot of the times it doesn't um, for my business. That's the stuff that happens word of mouth and Back end SEO stuff. So yeah. that's what I'm going to focus on this
0: year. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think that um, I I will say that without Instagram and Facebook, I don't have, I don't have a business. Um, that's that's true for me. I think because yeah, I started uh, with you know with a with this project where I'm I'm trying to people that I am trustworthy, and I do make art every day, all day, you know? and so sure. I think that you know, that's been interesting to experiment with, but yes, um, i felt very, very similar
1: about, about that, and that, you know, there are other ways to
0: reach my audience and um, other ways to communicate value um, in, a, in, a very, in a more pinpointed, specific way. Right. So, to uh, my audience, rather than yes, just getting my little neuro, neuro cookie is what I call it. Right. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, I got uh that looks like film uh, thousand likes club or yeah or, you, you, you give those out, but but uh, right uh, you understand what I'm saying, and I'm sure you see that from your side. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, because um, even being a part of looks like film, um, you know, as you know, there's there's four or five of us that are kind of the faces of looks like film, and um. You know we we love the community but our whole point of that community isn't to isn't to show off or get likes or to make your name grow it's just to share work that you're proud of and um we want to give people a platform where those photos can be be viewed you know and they can get backlinks to their site and um yeah yeah we we just wanted to have this community to create inspiration is where it all started um because you know you're in the groups i mean there's some amazing artists in there that are from all over the world uh, that absolutely deserve to be seen so yeah it gets um but yeah well, I, I mean we probably get the question once a month of you know what is this group is it just for likes or ego stroking or and you know it's it's honestly it just gets down to the brass tacks of it's if you have a photo you're proud of it's fun to share it with people i mean it doesn't go much deeper than that it's just i mean it's fun
0: you know i i don't think even lucas and all the rest of the team will mind me saying this but looks like film is a business i mean it's not it's a community but like just like we were artists in business but like i i mean i don't think anybody's naive to that just like um rangefinders a business and designer Ablo- sure it's a business you know it's a business that really adds value to our community but it's a business and it's i know you guys have a marketing plan um it's yeah it's it's not just another facebook Group, you know, um, you guys are awesome, and you're thoughtful, and you have a plan, and you have a mission, and a vision, and a goal. You know, so
1: yeah, and when and when we interact, I think it, you know, Luke and I have talked about it quite a lot, and I think it grew so big so fast because when we are interacting with the community, it's it's us. It's not a, it's not a stretch of our business. It's it's us yeah. as people sitting here in the studio, chatting with you, answering your messages, answering your emails yeah you know sure. looking for lost photos stuff like that it's it's actually us as people yeah. you know and that's why we have the meetups and it's um yeah it's all a lot of fun it's just all about interacting and um lifting each other up right exactly because that only been at the end of the day that only benefits everyone right? exactly when yeah we
0: all, when we all can really sit there and interact in a healthy way like that's a good thing for the photography
1: world you know Absolutely and it's um and we also understand the people that you know it gets caught up in the comparison game because you do see amazing photos in there and again I think that's something that happens to most artists they um they'll see one thing you know it could be a painter and they'll see a painting from one of their favorite artists and they're like oh man they want to give up painting or something like that you know we all go through little spells like that yeah of course of course um so let me go to the blog on uh, the website.
0: And so Matthew Lenz uh, is his last name, I guess. Um, he's wondering what, you know, We you kind of touched on a little bit, but can you be a little more specific? What's your best marketing tip? Like, what do you do to find those brides? Like, what what, do you, what is it you're doing right now?
1: Um, so with my new website, I, you know, I'll be honest, I've been, I went full time with this job um, in August of 2015. So I'm still fairly new to the business end of things. Um, everything's been word of mouth, um, and social media. So for me, um, this year SEO is going to be number one. So I switched, I'm switching to a WordPress site with uh, Ross from flow themes that are creating a custom website for me. Cool. Um, and then, um, Instagram, I'm going to focus more on Instagram, looking at hashtags that are popular. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I share a lot of work because I feel like even if I put it out there, it's at least out there. Um, it could come across someone's desks. Um, but I think the big thing for me is going to be SEO, um, this year and that'll take time, but, um, I'm just trying to practice my best patience with that. I'm a guy that's always looking for a quick fix or something and, you know, life just doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, Do exactly. you think a lot of other photographers are that way too?
1: I, I you know, um, I haven't looked into it enough, but I would think a lot of photographers that are new in the game, like, you know, if, if they went full time with this within the past two years or so, I would think that thought comes into their heads quite a lot um, sure. about how they just want to, you know, I share a studio space with two other photographers and Katie, you know, she's got A good amount of weddings booked compared to me so i'm just like ah, i need to get that many weddings but it's like hey she's been doing this for a number of years longer than you have like it you know it takes time to build a client base and um yeah so i'm just trying to work on patience
0: yeah sure sure i well so you're teaching though too so you're doing workshops and and Mm -hmm. i mean how is that because i i do the same thing
1: um I, I do mentoring. I do workshops, and um, so uh, all the all the workshops I get asked to speak at is um, all focused on the creative end of things. Okay, um, which is which is great because anytime I am reached out to ask to ask to speak at a workshop, um, I always tell them, you know, hey, as far as the business side of things goes, I'm at the beginning stages of learning what okay. works, how to implement things into my website. Um, but they all say no. We want you to speak on creativity, imagination, inspiration, how you come up with these ideas on the spot at a wedding, etc. So I'm comfortable expect accepting those speaking roles because it's focused on that. Because I can Very talk mature. about That's that. a really mature answer, by the way. I really appreciate that. Because I've I've talked to many,
0: many people who are, you know, they're uh, we're jumping jumping on the uh, the new thing. You know, the, sure. The- who some in the workshops, you know, that, that are really, really new. And, um, that's a, that's a really thoughtful response. And I think that makes sense. You do have some rad, rad creative stuff. Um,
1: Oh, thank you, man. Um, yeah. I just, I just like being honest about things, you know, it's, um, yeah. I mean, if someone asked me to speak at a workshop about how my business has grown and stuff, you know, I would, I would turn it down. So I'm just not at that stage yet. You know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be right to accept money from people. And then, you know, yeah. Hop up on stage and say, Oh, I'm in my first year and a half. Like, here's what I've done, and they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> so it's you know, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well, can you talk about the rangefinder? Uh, your response to that, the the top thirty list, and uh, maybe maybe talk a little bit about how you think you got on that list, and, and some of your, you know, you know
1: it. Yeah, sure. Um, it's been a very interesting time with that. Um, I've I've. Mold around the thought about it. Um, firstly, I want to say it was just an honor to be nominated for it. Yeah. Um, but I've come to the conclusion that I did, um, I did reach the top 30 because um, I feel like I do offer something unique and different in the industry. Um, when I create my wedding photos. Yeah. Um, and that's a, you know, that's not to say that everything I do is completely original, but I am I am not focusing on the trends of things um, I don't when I walk into a wedding I don't have standard poses or a standard shot that I've seen somewhere else you know um, we're all inspired by some shots we've seen I mean I've used some poses that other people have used sure. Um, but I really feel like my eye um, for how I see things is what won me that award because um, even rangefinder themselves said when they did the the live video of the announcements that they were looking for something that stands out. That's a little different than the norm. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think I fit that. I think I fit that category quite well. Yeah, I would agree. I agree.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, were you surprised?
1: Oh, I was, yeah. I mean, I was floored. I was actually sitting in a uh, Toronto airport when I got the email, I was flying to New York, uh, for our looks like film workshop. Yeah. And, um, yeah i got the email and just about dropped my phone on the ground and um yeah it was a really uh yeah it was i mean i was all smiles um i mean it's a really like i said i'm not good at accepting accolades or awards um it's kind of a half humble half i don't feel deserving of those things a lot of the time um, which i'm working on you know trying to tell myself you do deserve it
0: well you know Um, but just saying that proves that you are deserving of it you know that right
1: yeah um (laughs) it's very strange man i'm i'm really trying to work on it i think it's something stems from my childhood where i've never been good at i just kind of cower away and just like yeah it's neat oh
0: sure 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 yeah you know i think many of us are in the, the same boat there that's um yeah, that's really interesting. But congratulations on that. Yeah, I think you deserve it, um, and everybody else on that uh, that list. Uh, I've got a few other really good friends. Josh and Shelley Hartman are my close friends, and then you oh know, yeah, love love Lucas of course as well, and then and then a few others that I really highly respect and and really just love. Uh, um, Don and Helen got on there. Love them.
1: Yeah, great people. They're, they're, the whole list was just a yeah, it was a list full of great great talent. Yeah, just incredible, incredible. I'm just so happy for all of y'all. It's Just wonderful. Um, Thank you
0: so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Um, okay. Okay. Facebook. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, is that Jeff? Uh, you may have answered what Jeff was saying. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, so I, I just want to talk about the image that I used for the blog. Sure. I double exposure.
1: Um mm-hmm. in your six D, right? You have you yeah. six D. Yeah, I shoot with two six D's and one Sony A7 when I want to do some some older film lens stuff and yeah. use a tilt adapter with that. But yeah, that was with the Canon six D.
0: Okay. So um you kind of explained it on Facebook, I see, but can you talk about that image just a little bit and, and you know what what was sure. going on in your mind and, and how how did you technically go about that?
1: So that was um that was my first wedding of 2016, last year, and um, we were on our way to the reception and as soon as we got there, we had maybe 20 minutes or so to create a few more portraits. Yeah. And um, the reception venue had a stage with a big red curtain, um, really cool old theatric looking venue. And um, I was looking for a spot that had some interesting light and I went backstage and it was, it's was like something out of a kid's movie. It was. Um, backstage so there was boxes of stuff and brooms but there was this like two or three beams of light just shooting in right at the right time so yeah i called the bride and groom back there and started taking photos of the groom and just had half of his face lit up and exposed for the highlights um so i took two shots of him and then the thought clicked in my head well how could i merge their faces together Hmm. um and i said oh if i used multiple exposure mode so i took one shot of him And we kind of marked where his left foot was standing and then I asked him to move out and put her in there. And then while I'm in live view, I thought to myself, what if I flipped it upside down and they luckily they kind of have the similar size heads. I only think I had to move forward maybe a little bit on hers Mm -hmm. Um, and took the shot and looked at the back of my camera and was like, whoa. you know, we all take one of those shots where we look at it ourselves and we're like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it was a one-off shot and I showed them the back of the camera and they just, they were so thrilled. She was like, we're done. We're going to party. That's the only photo we need. And, um, so that made me feel great. And it was, um, yeah, it was a very, um, it was one of those ideas that just, I don't even know what inspired me to do it. Um, I think it's one of those things if you start doing multiple exposures, you just, um, you know, it's always an outlet you can try if you want to try something different, no matter what it is. Yeah. So yeah, the thought just came in my head and I flipped it upside down because I always use live view for those. And, um, yeah, when I saw the, what it would look like upside down, because with Canon, you get a preview of, of, um, the multiple exposures. So it's a little easier to kind of plan things out and take the shot. And, um, Yeah. Just turned out exactly what i was looking for if you, um i i mentor people online and i talk about this
0: uh idea of um being willing to take risk and experiment it, even mm-hmm. in the moment of you know working with someone who pays you it seems like you're fairly comfortable doing that can you talk about that a little bit more with your work sure
1: yeah um i think it's a pretty i i, I think People, um, it's all fear based, right, um, because you are thinking um, as a business person, they hired me to take photos of them. They saw my portfolio. Um, so the, the easiest route to risk an experiment is we'll get those photos out of the way, the ones that they saw in your portfolio. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like that multiple exposure I made, it took a minute and 10 seconds. I mean, it wasn't like we ate up a whole bunch of time just to create one photo. Um, and I've created plenty where I look at the back of the camera and I'm like, well, that's garbage, like on to the next thing. And that's important too. Don't, if, if you have an idea and you want to try it, you try two or three times, it's not working out, Mm -hmm. just move on because you'll have other couples. You can try that idea on, just put it in one of your brain boxes, keep it there for the next time. Um, but yeah, I just, um, I started experimenting my second or third wedding I ever shot and, um, So luckily, my portfolio is kind of filled with those ideas. So the clients that do hire me, they kind of um, I don't know if they expect, but they know that that's part of my thing um, is experimental portraits. So it's just it's just jumping in the fire. Just try it, you know, for everyone listening. You know, one of your weddings this year, if you have a couple that set aside an hour for portraits, take ten minutes to try something. If it doesn't work out, that's all right you know your clients aren't going to be mad because you you didn't you didn't make that photo that you had in your brain because it's not like your brain is verbally telling them the idea you're coming up with right now you're just trying things because um, most yeah. of the time when i'm trying things with my clients i just say hey go over there and hug each other i don't do a lot of shoulder adjusting and yeah. chin up chin down stuff you know they're getting married they know how to hug and kiss and walk with each other Um, and then I just stand back and kind of do my thing and that's where you can knock out those um, standards not the right word but it kind of is those those standard portraits you know where you really get the emotions you know you can get those while you're coming up with the idea in your head well you know I think you know that's
0: there comes the business side right so you have you have two things kind of working together you have those shots that people expect you to get the ones that um you know, the kiss and the the looks and etc, uh, the yeah. ones that their, their expectations, but then yeah, you kind of um, you over you over deliver with um, being an artist at the same time. I yeah. Mean, um, it, you you were talking about fear. I mean, how, have you always been able to overcome fear like that? in kind of like on the spot moments? Is that something where you feel comfortable? Or I mean, is that something you've had to develop over time? And how
1: Um, I think I've always been comfortable with it um, by doing a lot of those self portraits that now when I look back on them, they're, they're crap, but um, I was willing to try. And um, I think human connection with your clients is a big deal too. You know, when you meet with them during the consultation, you're hanging out with them on the wedding day, they know the type of person you are. So it's not like, it's not like they met you for five minutes in an email you typically have some type of relationship with them already. Um, And I'm the type of guy that, um, I mean, I'm emotional. I take things serious, but I'm also make sure that on the wedding day that they're having the coolest day of their lives. Like if something stressful is going on, I'll I'll pull their family out of the room and say, hey, I need to get some portraits of the bride or the groom and just say, hey, just sit here and chill out, like. Yeah, I don't need any photos. So I think that that relationship is a big part of it, too. They they trust in me. It builds that trust. Right. Where I just say, hey, guys, I want to try one thing. Just come outside with me for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I agree. It's the same here. I I talked to um, during my, a lot of my mentor sessions and my my workshops, I, I talked to people who have these Brazillas, and I can't relate with them at all. I have yeah. no experience with these people because I only get these brides that already trust me like those are the only ones that hire me they're the ones that like i don't want somebody who doesn't trust me already to give me money like that doesn't make sense to me at all yeah
1: um and that's and that's all the consultation that's you set the expectations right off the bat you know that's why when i bring when i bring clients here in the studio you know i show them a slideshow and i show them albums and say this is this is how i tell the story of a wedding day I I tell it with a journalistic approach as the day's unfolding, but I mix that in with some creative portraits um, and creative portraits with the wedding party, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, you know, it's it's um it's all about balance and setting the expectations for the people you're working with. And if you set the expectations and you mesh well, you know, it's gonna work out great.
0: Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure, for sure. Okay,
0: let's head over to the blog here um don wants to know why you're
1: so cool <laughs> um i don't i don't really have an answer for that um i don't know chest hair and hot chocolate that's why don
0: well uh so- somebody else is asking where does this uh i think kyle did this but where's the shut
1: up Loafman come from <laughs> so the origin of um, Shut Up itself is something that started in Looks Like Film um, yeah. with the staff. Um, I think it was Luke that started it. Um, yeah. He just started to tell all of us staff members to shut up. Um, and then Luke and I are like, we're kind of the faces of that Facebook group. So people reach out to us a lot and we interact. And um, so then people started saying, shut up, Lucas, shut up, Loafman. And yeah. um, the shutuplofman.com started from Laurent, from Helena and Laurent uh, photography. Um, he's in the Bay Area. He created a website where if you click a button, it sends me a text message that says uh, shut up Loafman. And um, it's just a silly little thing that's kind of taken off.
0: So are you getting like text messages right
1: now? Oh yeah, I'll show you. So if you go to shutuploafman.com right? Yep, yeah, you hit a big red button and it'll send me you can you can send so like Lucas Z sent me one on January seventh. It says uh, they would like me to shut up, and they would also <laughs> like you to know shut up. So yeah, I just get I get a ton of messages. Um, I mean, I forget there's a counter on the website. I think Laurent yeah. knows I've received over like twelve hundred text messages telling me to shut up. So again, just one of those fun silly things that you know. <laughs> I don't know why it caught on, but it's definitely hilarious, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um let's see then. let me go to my some of my mm-hmm. questions really okay. quickly um, I'm gonna use this opportunity to say um that we are doing the photo rehab down here in north carolina um and it's happening in october and i'll actually be interviewing josh and shelley who are on the same list as you and they're actually going to be there um oh, nice. The rehab, nice yeah yeah so um, and I just confirmed another artist, an artist talk with them actually. And I'll be releasing that
1: soon, but awesome. awesome. Can't wait to tune in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're amazing folks. If y'all haven't checked them out, if you haven't checked out the check, uh, Josh and Shelley Hartman, the And, um, it's, it's going to be lovely. Um, okay. So, so in your opinion, what do you think, um, or where do you think the photography business the the industry, our our art form,
1: where is it going in the next few years? Oh man, that's a tough question. Um, I think any futures of any kind is hard to put a solid answer on. Um, yeah. I don't I don't really have an honest answer. Um, I do think the storytelling and emotional side of wedding photography will be around for a while. Because um, I think that's, not that it's always been around, but um, I think that's one of those trends that will, it's kind of more than a trend, it becomes kind of a standard. Um, and I think that's that goes with the, the people that are getting married these days. Um, the standard age range, you know, like 23 to 30. Um, That's what they relate to. They want to see photos of themselves in love with the one that they love. Um, So I think that that will stay around for quite a while. Um, As far as other progressions, I I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know where it's headed. Um, Yeah, it's a tough question. I I wish I had a better answer, but.
0: So maybe, maybe, um talking about like um photographers you know the the amount of new photographers coming into the industry um sure. and all the little um uh trends that have popped up you know presets workshops um, the the mirrorless stuff you know i mean what, mm-hmm. what, what do you what, i know you guys because I mean, you sell your own presets. I do too. I, you do workshops. I do workshops. You know. Sure. I mean, what what are your thoughts on on this? And, and does it last? Does it evolve? You know.
1: Um, I do think I do think the technical side of things will evolve a little bit um, as far as like presets go. Because um, who knows? In five years, Lightroom could be this unbelievable engine um, that will have even more features or more more customization that you can do and you can sell. Um, I was, you know, I'll be honest, I was hesitant to sell my presets, um, first, um, because I didn't think there was enough interest in them. Um, because my editing style is a little different. Um, it's not so bold and colorful. It's a little more flat. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, the people started showing interest. So I just, I signed on and was like, this is going to be wild and um, they've done great. And it just feels like a great honor to even be able to do that. Um, And as far as workshops go, I think, um, yeah, we've definitely noticed a trend of a lot of them are happening. Um, But to me, I just kind of look at that as like a a wave. Like right now we're just in kind of a big bump of it. And then they'll start to go back down and level out to kind of a a normal level. Because even, you know, in our, even though as large as our industry is, the wedding industry, as far as uh, in the photography industry, is pretty small. So there are photography workshops out there that none of us have even ever heard of. You know what I mean? We're, um, we kind of have a tunnel vision with the groups we're involved in and social media. And, you know, even though there's, you know, 36,000 members and looks like film, we all kind of know who each other are. We know what workshops are going on. We, So, aside from that, like there's probably 40 times more workshops going on that's not relevant to our work in any way. Sure, um, sure, sure. Studio workshops, commercial, fashion, sports, there's probably all kinds of stuff. Um, so, I don't think education will ever go away. Um, I think that we're just kind of in a big spike of it right now. Right. No, that's a good way to put it. Um,
0: so w- w- whenever you started off as a wedding photographer, what are some uh, big challenges that you ended up uh, running into uh, initially that that really stand out in your mind? And how, what are some ways that you overcame them?
1: Um, wow. One of the big things was um, just the gear alone. I think my first wedding I shot with a, uh, I think it was a Canon... 40D, yeah, maybe a 40D um, or a couple models after that, but yeah, I mean it was a it was a Rebel style camera. Yeah. Um, with the sorry, that's all right. Just
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys on Instagram too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I just I just had the kit lens and then um, the fantastic plastic. and um it was it was challenging because um even though i took a lot of self-portraits and stuff you go into these different venues that have this whole array of lighting scenarios um and you kind of throw yourself in the fire where even though you've practiced for a year and a half or so um you haven't practiced in all these different scenarios um right so i really had to i just Threw myself into the fire and started risking things during my first couple weddings, and um, until you know the actual photo was bright enough, and then I started to learn how to use flash. And, well, um, I mean,
0: it's it, it sounds like you understood that that was important for your business. I mean, I, I don't, right? Know, sure, you know, I don't, that's so
1: uncommon to start off. So, I mean, you have this very special perspective of life that I, yeah, for you. and I didn't want to hang on one second, hang on, yeah, sure, no problem hey guys uh while
0: jacob's gone um you can go check out some more artist talks i've done uh art talks with like sam Heard, um don and helen uh lucas uh, uh alice moran i think is how you say her name um i've done when chad Break Braith- weights i did one last week with him um just, I have a ton of really amazing photographers that have contributed to our community and they just give back and are there for us, you know, online every day um, available. So uh, please go and, and watch those and then just go ask those those folks questions. Everyone there is so wonderful. Um, had a really great one with Twyla Jones uh, a while back as well. There's a wonderful, wonderful artist and photographer. So please go check those out. Um, they're, they're all just, uh, just wonderful people, so, uh, okay, and we're back.
1: All right, sorry, I'm trying to turn that heater off, it's it's so loud on my end.
0: Now it's fine. I, I actually did one with, um, I did an artist talk with Ryan Bruneiser, uh, when I first started this series, and I'm not sure if anybody could have heard anything he said, looking back, I remember sitting there <laughs> like, oh, this is terrible, but, you yeah, know, it was live, and it was fine, um. <laughs> So I haven't tried to re-listen to it to see if, if, it's, if it's truly that bad, but I remember in the middle of it there was like this uh, in-and-out stuff and stuff. So ours yeah. is ours is fine, no worries.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, the other thing I struggled with at weddings um, that I had to overcome was um, was group shots. How how to how to interact, how to how to set up those group shots because um, they are very important. You know, obviously we don't show them. On our website, because a family group shot, unless there's something really interesting going on in the shot, um, we typically don't throw those in our portfolio, but they're some of the most important photos for the family. Um, So I really had to get over a fear of the social interaction with all those different people. And um, yeah, that was something that took me probably five or six weddings until I realized that, um, you know, hey, they're just people, you know? So when I do, the family shots and the wedding party shots, I just tell them, I just say, Hey guys, you just give me ten minutes and then you're back you're back to doing your thing. You know, yeah. this isn't a super creative part of the day. Just you know, shoot and grin and you'll be you'll be back to the party in no time. Um and that and that works well, you know. It's just you 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 come up with these thoughts in your head of what these people are gonna think about you if you ask them to do this and that. And at the end of the day they, you know, you just ask them to do it and they don't even think about what they just did, probably ever again, you know, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a big, as big of a deal as you assume it is in your head. Sure. That's so true. So true. Um,
0: can, can you talk about a few other, um, photographers that, that folks may not know or even other artists that are not photographers that, that inspire you?
1: Sure. Um, I think my biggest inspiration as far as photographers go, um, is Liam Wharton. Um, he's out of Sweden, um, primarily a film photographer. Um, we shot a wedding together a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, he's just—I've—I've I've told him since day one that you're going to be a guy that's your work's going to be in a museum someday. Um, he just has one of those eyes that's—he—he um, he really stands out to me in the industry. Um, and um, as far as non-photographers go, I. Um, film directors are a big, like Paul Thomas Anderson is probably my number one. Um, so the master, there will be blood. Um, I just, yeah. Um, the master, I try to watch that once every couple months, um, because the color schemes, um, the edit of it, the compositions, the, um, he did punch drunk love as well. And that's one of my favorites. Um, you know he just has each each film that he does has a different feel to it um and i feel like i line up with that because that's how i shoot my weddings every single one is kind of different Um, so while i'm consistent with my eye i guess um if you go on my website no wedding really looks the same um i try to make sure that they have a different feel to them. so he's been a big inspiration for me um and then um music Music is the other big thing for me. Um, I have, I don't know if there's a term for it, but um, before each wedding while I'm driving there, um, I choose kind of a soundtrack for the day that I play in the back of my mind. So it could be one of the three songs um, and a lot of it's instrumental type stuff. So um, Explosions in the Sky. Yeah. Um, uh, who's some of the other ones? Um, even some Radiohead. Um, Coldplay, people probably hate that I say that, but I actually enjoy Coldplay. Oh, I love some of those stuff, yeah. Um, Mogwai, um, there's some Japanese bands that are really good. Um, but yeah, I try to really hone in on those songs, so I'll listen to only three or four songs on my way to a wedding um, yeah. to keep those playing, and that, that ties into how I see things for the day. Um, and yeah, like I said, I don't know if there's really a word for that, but that's that's a big inspiration for me because it um it draws out emotions for me and um it says it says in my about me that I feel like a film director at a wedding except nobody knows I'm there because right. they're right they're writing the story themselves. So um, yeah, putting a song to that really really helps me create right right yeah yeah i would agree
0: i love when uh, photographers i think you've done this huh? i love when photographers share their spotify playlists uh like their yeah or their shooting ones or whatever um i i initially uh you, you know uh Jer- jeremy cowart yeah 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 he he always talks about how he likes to play music you know during shoots to, because it, it gets awkward sometimes in the studio and yeah um when he first kind sets that, the mood yeah it was i was watching in one of those workshops on like creative live or something and i was like i didn't know you could do that this was like several years ago and i was like i was like oh wow you can play music during shoots and I was like oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's uh sorry, it, it adds a whole nother element a whole nother layer to the experience yeah, yeah. and um i For think sure. that's a good thing it's, it's art just like any other art um uh i mean one be- more sorry one more photographer i want to add yeah. um my very first workshop was Sam Hurd up in Chicago, yeah. um, like two and a half years ago, three years ago, and um, you know I took a lot away from it. But the most important thing I took away from it was um, stay on your own path, um, yeah. do your own thing, and just stay there because he's right. If you if you stay there, you build this client base that right. is after you for what you're doing for your eye. And um, so I just have to give a shout out to him because he's yeah yeah. And he's and he's a great dude, you know, we have stayed in touch through all the years, and yeah. for, sure. for sure, yeah I yeah, and just i I just had him down here in Durham last month actually,
0: and whenever you were talking about something you said made me think of something that he said um, previously um, it, it may have been just talking about like trying to intentionally doing something different uh,
1: so right
0: you don't actually fall into that huge circle or pool of other photographers that that's so saturated, you know, it's just right. You must be you. Um, and I think he made, I think maybe it was him that made a good point. He, he taught, he connected it and said, I mean, your business basically depends on it. You know, your, your business, um, your livelihood, your, uh, your sustainability depends on you doing you. Yeah. And, you don't have the luxury of doing what everybody else does because you will not last. And you right. know, I'm, I've I've um, uh, I've felt so many times just because of that. I'm just someone who doesn't settle in. But but what happens is is we, just like we were talking about earlier, you end up getting to a point where you're like, fuck this. Uh, I'm just gonna start <laughs> over. You know. Yep. And then, and then you're like, oh shit, I still have to make money. And then you start doing whatever else does, and you have this this circle, you know. And so I mean, I did that for years and. Um, but yeah, I think he, he definitely hits the, hits
1: the nail on the head, uh, there. Yeah. Con- ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And I mean, how great is it that, you know, you get clients that, that want you just for you, just for your work. You it's, don't have to. It's a, uh, can, yeah.
0: it is just is a dream. And I know like from a business person standpoint, like someone who coming into the photography business as a business person, rather than an artist, like I know that's hard to hear. Um, sure. And it's all it's equally hard for me to hear their business tactics as well that i don't want to do you know so so it's a it, the the road goes both ways there and i understand and i understand uh, the business person oh, photographer totally. and the photographer that has a business you know and so yeah um, and both have to give and take and that's hard it, it, there's there's
1: sacrifices and and such but oh big time yeah, yeah I just enjoy that. I don't get, um, you know, my clients, I don't get those questions of, um, Hey, I saw this shot on Pinterest. Could we recreate it? Hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't get those clients because again, you set the expectations, you show them your work. They are there for what you create and, um, what you add to their wedding is a value. So yeah, it's, it's, but you're right. I mean, there's, there's definitely a crossroads there where, um, You have to kind of step away for a second from that artist part of your brain and be a business person and try to find that that middle of the road where they they're both working together and you can forge forge ahead i I think luckily like for for folks like me and you and, and many
0: other photographers out there there's there's a huge uh group of people that are starting to shift to value that a little bit more than uh these uh just kind of quantity Oh absolutely. Yeah, and I totally they want, agree. They want to see humans, they want to pay artists to make art of them, you know, and that that's right. valuable. That's something that that people want. And, and you know, I, I think you still have to build a brand, of course, but um, you know, that's something that, that people find really wonderful. And and I love being the person to give that to them, you know. So,
1: oh yeah, it's the best feeling, man. It's the best yeah. feeling. Um well, thank you for sharing
0: that. Um so, this is a question I love asking and I know that you've you've uh especially over the past few months you've been having these really really emotional um, Facebook posts you've been writing a lot and and really just being open and wearing your heart in your sleeve basically. Um mm-hmm. what are some what are some like emotional struggles that uh that you've gone through that have kind of almost helped you. So I I I love I love the fact that pain sometimes like helps us become you know, it helps build character, essentially, you know, I think that's so important as humans. And so when people go through hard things, it makes them better. What are some things that you've gone through that have really made you a better human
1: and a better photographer? Um, I mean, as of late, it's the, you know, the past, I, I think a lot of people go through these creative slumps where you start to question your worth. Um, do you deserve these things? Am I as good as, at this as I say I am? Am I going to be able to do this? Um, and that's kind of where especially when winter rolls around, that's kind of where I live for a month or so. Um, But this year I did something different instead of just knowing that I'll come out of this slump, um, I started looking into um, uh, the science of it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out. I listen to a lot of audio books on how to believe in yourself. And, you know, uh, like you call them, the neuro cookies, Um, I've listened to a lot of books from doctors that write on um, about what happiness actually is, um, how to value yourself. um, And yeah, ultimately, how to believe in yourself, because that's something I've never um, looked into or worked on. Um, And to be honest, you know, I'm 32. I don't think in my 32 years of life, I've ever tried to work on myself in any capacity. Um, I've always just kind of, I just ride the wave and whatever happens, happens. And um, yeah, I'm kind of ready to change that. I want, I want to walk around with that healthy confidence. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work. Um, you definitely have to, a lot of introspection and you ask yourself some tough questions and you probably get some tough answers out of yourself. But um, yeah, I'm just working on trying to be more, more present in life um, and more whole with myself I'm trying to love myself more because it's something I've always struggled with sure. Um, sure. so while I always try to share you know um, I am a fairly positive guy most of the times But even positive people go through these negative slumps um, especially if you're in some type of creative industry um, so yeah this year I've decided that I'm gonna really focus on myself and try to take care of myself in the best way that I can wonderful what are uh,
0: that kind of leads into my next question staying grounded you know as as we as we gain clients we uh, start working with multiple people collaborating you get emails a lot more emails like what are some things you specifically are doing to stay
1: grounded and, and loving yourself um, so one of the things like for me um, I struggle with social media a lot um, I, I honestly believed I developed um, a type of heavy uh not well not heavy but I definitely developed a type of addiction to it um where I'm constantly on my phone you know I can be out to dinner with friends and they're in the middle of talking and I'm on my stupid phone answering a message or you know I'm with with my mom down on Thanksgiving and she's trying to tell me how she loves me and I'm on Facebook Messenger and it's just like you know it it finally hit me that you know what so now I go on Instagram twice per day for about 20 minutes each and i go on facebook three times a day for about 20 minutes each so a couple hours a day i'm on social media now um and that's really helped me um try to get back into things that i enjoy um which is watching films um and not from a lazy standpoint of like i'm just laying around in pajamas watching films sure, um, sure. i definitely had a couple weeks of that when the off season started but um films um Audiobooks, books, podcasts, um, taking my dog for walks, um, doing things around the house, just things that when wedding season's going, it's hard to um, it's hard to balance all those things, you know, when you're done shooting a wedding, you just want to go crash out for a day or two and then get back to the grind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to focus on um, how to be a human in the world rather than being a human online. Right. Um, because that's what, you know, if I'm on my deathbed, what do I really want to say? I had real life experiences or, you know, people liked me on Facebook. I mean, <laughs> even though I am myself on Facebook, but still at the same time, it's, um, yeah. So I'm trying to find a good balance between um, work and, and real world time. Sure. That's a great perspective. I
0: appreciate that. Uh, honestly, it's so important for... Um, anybody all humans I think to be uh, I guess to be grounded in any in surroundings to try to stop multitasking which is what I'm doing right now um, yeah
1: it's tough man it's hard you know, to it's you know it's, gotta, it's being business,
0: present business you know and it's like uh, gotta reach all these people in the most efficient uh, optimal way you know and so it's that that, that becomes um, what's always on the mind. And, uh, especially for, uh, people that are, are already driven anyways, you know? And so that's, uh, yeah, that's a challenge. I, I, I've been doing the same thing over the past couple of years where it's been like
1: self care, self care, self care, self care. Yeah. It's Um, very important. You know? Yeah. And I've, it's, it's something I've honestly never done. Um, my whole adult life, I've never looked into it and, um, yeah, Earlier or late last year in two thousand sixteen, it started to hit me, yeah. and uh, something happened that really brought it to my attention. And yeah, yeah it's very important. And um, I think in the U.S. over here, it's just not it's, it's not as common to hear about um, self care yeah. and self love and stuff. So yeah, for sure. And you, you recently quit smoking too, right? Yeah. So- uh... Trying, <laughs> <laughs> trying. Yeah, it's on and off, man. Right, so you're working. Uh, you're working on that, though. I've yeah, thought. I mean, I definitely have the feeling um, in me because I am. Yeah. Um, I'm exercising, eating better, and um, just the eating better alone will change your whole friggin' world. Like I, what? I couldn't imagine eating like a fast food taco anymore. Um, it's just yeah. yeah. So that's that's been a big thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that's
0: important. I uh, I was watching Creative Live, you know, the uh, Dave Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof guy. I think I was I watched his course one day, you know, and um, and I started researching how I can just be a better creative person um, by hacking my brain and hacking my body, you know. And I started experimenting that with that, just like I did with my double exposures and my photos and. You know, you start experimenting with your body. I'm like, this is the only one I have, so I, yeah, I, I don't like how my mind feels. I don't like how my body feels all the time. Um, I don't want to have to destroy myself to feel good. You know, so right, um, life is actually supposed to be enjoyable and not
1: shitty all the time. You know, yeah, and it's tough because um, we all go through our struggles and stuff. You know, like mine was um, mine was a gambling addiction um it'll be, this March, it'll be s- seven years? Yeah, it's been since 2010 since I placed a bet, and um, that's what really opened my eyes to addiction and what it really is, and um, how destructive it is, because you can do things, like, even when I smoke cigarettes, it's a it's a destructive habit. Sure. Um, it's because something is going on. I used to tell people it's because I just really enjoy them. I like hanging out and having a cigarette. It's like, nobody, that's like people saying they enjoy hanging out and you know you take a rat poison pill like that's not right. there's nothing of value from a cigarette like let's get real you know yes. um so yeah that that really brought my mind together on what addiction really is and um i know the steps i need to take it's just the nicotine one is uh, a tough one to break right no it's understandable it's you know it's designed to
0: get people addicted to it so i mean it makes sense it's um, hard thank you so much for sharing that that's, that's- yeah you're welcome man that's, uh, that's hard shit to communicate to your people. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. I try to make it a point every March I post, um, like a birthday thing about how real addiction is. And, um, cause you know what, we're all this species walking around on this spinning ball. And, um, if that, if one of those posts reach one person and they go reach out for help then that's, you know, it's worth it. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so much uh do you have any new questions on your side before we kind of go into the gear thing no i think i'm i'm good man i'm ready to get into the gear part lovely lovely well i you know a a few people are asking questions about the gear thing um i like to know what if, if you had to choose a top three list of your favorite uh pieces of gear what what is that what is that to you
1: oh man that's a tough one um i used to place a lot of importance on gear and i still do um but i'm the type of photographer where um you know i still shoot with the original sony a7 and the original canon 60s yeah and um I'm i'm just the type until they stop working for me until a situation comes up so like even the low light stuff i'm the type that if it's low light i just add light to a scene if it's a flash or um a video light I don't, it's not a big deal to me. So ISO performance isn't really a deal breaker for me. Um, if I can shoot stuff up to ISO 1600 or so, that's that's plenty for me. Um, if I had to choose top three, ugh. I mean, I would definitely throw the A7 on there for me. Um, because of the mirror.
0: You're shooting with? What's that? It's just the regular, like, the, is it the A7R
1: or? No, just the original a 7 just the yeah the first one they released with um the a7s i think um so yeah i i really enjoy that because um the mirrorless game is huge and um i for my style of work um i get to use old manual film lenses with the focus peaking feature Mm -hmm. and um the old film lenses really lend itself to my style where um the rendering of those lenses is more is not as punchy. Um, most of them are kind of flat. Um, so the raw files work work very well for my style of shooting. Um, my favorite lens honestly is a Minolta Rocor uh one point four the f- fifty eight millimeter? Yeah. Yeah the fifty eight one point four. Um, it's an old Minolta Rocor lens it was I think sixty-five bucks on eBay. I found it for, and it's just, yeah, it renders beautifully. And yeah. um, I think that's the real beauty of mirrorless is you have these, um, you know, you go on eBay and just do a search for film lens, and you can find, you know, I, I don't know, probably ten thousand lenses you can adapt to your mirrorless body. And right. it's um, that's a beautiful thing. And even the tilt adapters and that stuff you can you can attach to the mirrorless and don't have to worry about the mirror clinking up against them. So um yeah i would say the sony a7 that minolta brand minolta lens um and probably the canon 135l um i really love compression mm-hmm. um do Brenizers with those or pano stitches however people want to call them um so those would be my top three probably cool the a7 the canon 135l and that minolta lens
0: it's so interesting. You don't, you know, you don't use the the really popular uh, pieces of equipment. You know, and I, I I love hearing that. I think that's
1: yeah. I just, I you know, I spent a year or so when I first got the A seven, where I think I had twenty six or so lenses on my shelf here at the studio, and um. I think with anyone, the more you shoot, you find which gear works for you, and you yeah. just so this year I have the thirty five l and the one thirty five l for my Canon bodies, and then the a seven. I think I have three or four lenses left. And it's just um I, I think you kind of get to a point where when you're creating um, while the gear is important, it kind of fades into the background of your mind, sure. where you're just kind of like, okay, I got thirty five and one thirty five and you just start making photos, like I don't. I very rarely think about my gear on a, on a wedding day while I'm shooting. Right. Right. Well, very rarely. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: that's, that's what I tell beginning photographers when I work with them one-on-one I'm like, you know, this is, uh, cause the, honestly, that's a lot of their questions. I'm sure you get that a lot from sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what, what gear do you use? And I mean, on, on the website, you know, I mean, folks yeah. are asking that everywhere. That's, that's always a question. It's so important for folks. And, and I'm like, you know, um it really doesn't matter as long as you've shot with it a gazillion times like who yeah cares what use because you you know how it responds and you can manipulate that for yeah or to to you know allow it to, to give your photos value and and allow you to make the art that you want to do it's just like a relationship you know you have to sit there and spend time with it and sit in there if you don't if you don't want that uh get rid of it and find a different one and yeah uh, you know, and but if you know, if, if you're willing to to uh, keep something and and work on it, spend time
1: with it, you know, tinker with it, experiment, with it, touch it. Yeah. You know, it's, it it's huge. It's it's yeah. that's why I love the mirrorless thing. Like one of my top three items of gear is a sixty dollar lens from eBay. You know, I mean, it's
0: <laughs> that's just
1: fine for me. Like it's. That's cool. <laughs> created some beautiful images with that lens and it was yeah it was 60 like friggin' dollars. Lovely. Um cool. Uh, I'm I'll end with
0: uh letting you ask me a question there.
1: Okay. Hmm. What do I ask Mark Meyer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did your exhibition go? D E oh
0: th- yeah, thank you for asking about that. Um it's gone really well. I haven't sold any of my double exposures, but um, it's been an amazing experience moving over to the print uh, photography world. I am so ignorant to all of it. Um, sure it's so much fun though like it's it is it has been one of the most rewarding parts of my profession and business to print my double exposures, a series of them, put them up and just like, know that every day someone is interacting with them and admiring them. It's just like, that is so much better than like a Facebook like to me. Oh Uh, yeah, man. It's, it is leaps and bounds. And like the fact that I spent time like and money to put it on paper, put it in a frame, you know, I'm the one who puts it on the wall. It's like, I love this process so much. It's just so special. And um, so I've done two shows so far. I have another one uh, coming up in the summertime uh, awesome. where they're actually putting my double exposures on, uh, on T-shirts and selling them. I'm, I'm going to be in a lifestyle oh, brand. Sweet. Even. Yeah, yeah, which is, it's, it's so rad. I'm so pumped about that. Um, yeah, congrats, man. That sounds awesome. Store, uh, here in Durham, North Carolina uh, called uh, Runaway. Okay. And so, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. It was, that's another kind of random thing that I just decided I was going to do um I wanted my my work out there a little bit more and, and to this audience that has never seen it so it's been fun just yeah. it's just been really enjoyable honestly it's
1: been um one of the most rewarding parts of my photography It's so good to hear man that's a risk you took and you know what it's rewarding so yeah. keep yeah. going yeah it, it just yeah it's it's rad it's fun stuff so
0: Yeah yeah uh well I think we are done here. You have to uh, get back to work, and I have to go eat food because it's dark here, as y'all can see. Um,
1: yeah, it's getting. We're almost there. Another forty minutes or so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that lovely light back there. I can see those those blues and yellows. Oh yeah. So well, well, Jacob, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thanks for your honesty and being candid. Uh, thank you for your. Just contribution to the photography community and and looks like film community and and just being one to help folks out there. You're you're just a really uh, inspiring person and and positive uh, figure that that I think this industry really needs and and it's refreshing. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that and uh, thanks for doing these artist talks. They pay off big. So keep them up. Yeah. Word. word.
0: Awesome, everybody out there, uh, please uh, follow Jacob. If you're watching on the blog, just click below. I've got his website, his Facebook and Instagram. Please follow him, go to his website and spam all his uh, comment areas and say hello and tell him to shut up and all that. Um, (laughs) If you want to get a text message right now, just go to shutuploafman.com and uh, click all the buttons and he'll get it right to his phone. So um, love everybody out there. Thank y'all so much for joining in. and we'll talk to you soon peace everybody thanks jacob you guys thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of artist talks please rate review and subscribe if you like this episode also i'm so curious about what inspired you about this episode so take a screenshot right now with your phone post it to instagram tag me at mark Photo, and Tell me something that was really inspiring from this episode for a chance to be featured on my account. Hey, I wanted to quickly tell you about this new community for photographers that I'm building. It's called Creative Commonwealth. Creative Commonwealth is a place for photographers to help each other make better decisions about our processes and our businesses. It's also a place for us to meet other photographers like ourselves that may feel stuck, need inspiration, or feel overwhelmed. It's a place for photographers to support, encourage, and learn from one another. It's also the place where photographers can get answers to the really hard questions that they can't Google. And it's also the place for photographers to come and find inspiration every day. To learn more, visit community.markmea.com. See you soon.